Everyone's always about the latest and the greatest. Meanwhile, God is saying, hey, find the old stuff. We are all about the latest and the greatest, aren't we? We're always looking for something newfangled, new and improved, right? Meanwhile, here in Jeremiah chapter 6, God says, no, stick with the old. It's far better, far more trustworthy, far more reliable. And that is what we're looking at here today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Today's message is simply called The Old Paths. God is telling us here in Jeremiah 6 where to look for them, find them, and walk in them. Here's Napoleon with more. The children of Israel are in rebellion against God. And the weeping prophet, Jeremiah, has begun to prophesy God's will, God's purpose, Um, He begins to declare that there is an imminent invasion that's getting ready to take place in Jerusalem and and that the people of God are going to experience some, some hardship. He begins to talk about the sorrow and have sorrow over this doomed nation that has forsaken its way with God begins to declare that God is just in, in allowing to happen what is going to happen because the children of Israel have forsaken the right path. They've got off the right way. And in chapter 6, as he's getting ready to, as he's declaring this impending destruction, if you will, we pick this, this dialogue with God and Jeremiah up in verse 14. Jeremiah six fourteen. And he says this, they, they have also, um, it says, they have also healed the hurt of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they, were, were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed. Nor did they know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall at the time I punish them. They shall be cast down, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see. Ask for the what, y'all? Old paths where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest. How many want rest for your soul? He says, then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. We will not walk in it. I want you to write down the word principles, principles, principles. You know, for us as as individuals, we have to embrace this word. And this is very important for us. Principles are fundamental truths or propositions that serve as the foundation for a system of belief or behavior or a chain of reasoning. I'll read that again. A fundamental truth 
a fundamental truth or proposition that serves as the foundation. We've been talking about foundation this year. The foundation for a system of belief. So we have our system in a belief, but it is founded upon certain truths that help to keep us grounded and they are anchors for us. He says a fundamental, fundamental uh, a foundation for a system of belief or behavior or a chain of reasonings. Okay. So these truths become an anchor for us. No matter how the world, the world begins to sway in the move, that there's, a, there's, there's fundamental principles that we have in place that keep us anchored and keep us grounded no matter what's going on all around us. And these principles are embedded within our belief system and they become a part of our behavior and our chain of reasoning. The way that you think, remember we think progressively. And so what happens, the chain of reasoning is, is, is firmly fixed because we have great principles in place to keep us on the straight and narrow. Well, what happens for a lot of us is that when we're thinking about the church, and we're considering the church, we often are so consumed by where the church is going that we lose sight of the fact that it's also important to understand where the church has been. There has to be a balance with that. Somebody say balance. There has to be a balance. We, we thank God for modern technology. We thank God for all the new things that go on in Christianity and in the church and how we're able to, by the push of a button, get the gospel to thousands of millions of people and how our, 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 all of our instruments and the technology and all those things that are great. But as we're going forward, we always have to make sure that we look back every now and then. And that we make sure that we have this healthy balance. And, and it's, it's cool to have a bunch of new people in the church. But what about the old people in the church? It's cool to have older people in the church and have younger people in the church. But what about the older people? Are we, balance, are we having a mindset that we understand this balance so that when, as we're going forward... We're staying on the paths that those who have ran before us have paid for us. And there's a level of appreciation for that. We can get so consumed with the new thing that we don't take time to say, man, but that old thing was good too. That old thing is what stabilized me. The old thing was what kept me grounded when I was in the old mother in the church is the one that used to pray for me and grab my hand and say, listen, you not go, you go, come on back. You need to know, you know, you got it. And there was the old man that pulled me aside and, and imparted to me wisdom. And it was the old saint that, that said to me, now just cause you can fly high, but make sure that you don't lose, lose the ground in your footing in this thing also. There has to be that balance. Somebody say balance. And so here God is dealing with a nation that has been corrupted and has allowed corruption to come in. And the thing that God says, which is striking and it's a beautiful thing, and it is a principle that should be established within the hearts and the minds of all of us as we're going through life. That, that there's a principle in place. That we have to always consider. And that is that we have to constantly make sure that we're remembering the old paths. 
I remember the old past. God has taken me high and we're going here and we're doing this and God is doing this and he gave me this and he's doing this and all these great things. But I have this principle in me that has been embedded that I have to always make sure I, I, I consider the old paths. And they got this new stuff in the church and they're doing this over here. And pastor, haven't you heard about what they got over here? And haven't you heard about that? Well, that stuff is good and maybe we'll get a little bit of that. But I want to make sure we stay on the what path? The old path. That we constantly consider that so that there's a healthy balance. Somebody say balance. We want to make sure that we do that. He says here in verse 16, thus says the Lord, stand in awe. He says, no, stand, stand in the ways and see. Stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Ask for them. He says, where the good way is. In the old path, in the old path, there is a good way. He says, and walk in it. But the problem that we have is that now, and this is what God says. Then you will, he says, uh, he says, but they say, we will not walk in it. People have, when you start bringing up the old paths, People reject it. They don't want to hear it. Oh, that's just religious. That's just, that's just legalism. Holiness is legalism? Righteousness is legalism? Justice is legalism? So what happens is we have to get out of our mind and not allow the world to program us and establish principles in our lives that are faulty. Can I have an Amen. We want the old path principles that are established within us that help us to develop a system of thought and reasoning that keep us anchored. That yes, we're going forward, but we also have to consider where we've been. That we bring both with us as we go through life. And we teach our kids. We teach our kids and we teach the people of God in the church. And we teach and value the old paths. And we teach the kids to respect your elders. They've been down the road a little bit. And they got some old scars that they can teach you about. And stop thinking that you just, don't just, just just huddle around all your peers and your buddies. You need some old people in your life that can speak into your life and tell you some things and help you along the way. Because we don't know, can I have an amen? We don't know all the paths. And we got to realize that even from a scriptural standpoint, I praise God for all these books and videos and, and all the things people do in terms of, you know, getting information out. And it's a blessing. But every now and then, I just have to shut all that off. And I just want to hear what the Apostle Paul said. I just want to hear what Moses said. I just want to hear what Ezekiel said. And I, I just got to get in here, man. And I want to see what Jeremiah had to say. I praise God for such and such as book and that person's book. And that book was good. But man, I want to open up this book because I got 66 of these books up in here, up in here that I need to get in. And I want to just get a little, just, I just want, I don't want to read any books right there. I want to just read this. I want to just, just get in here. I want to just swim in here because there's some old stuff in here. That's timeless. That's timeless. And so God tells them, he says, that this old path is, is a good way. He wants it to walk in it. A path, when you look at it from a Hebrew standpoint, when I look this word up, the, is, is basically a literal path one walks on. 
It is a byway or a highway. But figuratively and spiritually, this word describes the path of an individual or a course of life. A course of life. I like this too. That the path is the characteristics of a lifestyle. The path is a characteristics of a lifestyle. So we see a literal path one walks on, a byway or highway, figuratively or spiritually. This word describes the path of an individual or a course of a life. Then the characteristics of a lifestyle. God wants us to make sure that we get on the, the, the right path. That we have a healthy path. And in doing that, sometimes we have to go back and understand that it's the old path that we need. Amen? Go to Psalm chapter 1. Psalm 1. How many want to be blessed in your life? Look what it says here in verse 1. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. He says, nor stands in the path of sinners. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth its fruit in its season. Whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall what y'all prosper. How many want to prosper in your life? Amen. He says a person that stays out of the pathway of sinners and doesn't stand in the counsel of the ungodly. All these things we see that there's a blessing that's tied to that. And so when we're considering our path, the path that we're on, our way of life, the characteristic of our life and, and lifestyle and all these things, when we're looking at what does my path look like now? What kind of path am I on? And it's important that we, that we realize this principle and understand that there's an older path that I have to constantly keep in mind of. So that as I'm journeying through life, I don't slip and get off into the wrong path. I don't start running with people who are just, just desiring to live sinful lives all the time. That I'm not getting around people all the time and I'm on the same path as a scornful. He says, the person that, is, that gets in the counsel of the ungodly, that we're always letting people feed us that, that are not godly. That, that's showing me that I'm on a, I'm on a bad path. I got to get myself on the path that leads to righteousness. I got to get a, myself on the path that leads to life. God is looking for us to make sure we examine our paths. Can I have an amen, y'all? And then look at this. Go to Psalm, Psalm 16. Psalm 16. I want God's blessing. So I have to make sure that I, I get on the right path. And I maintain that through my life. Look at verse 10. It says here in verse 10. For you will not leave my soul in shell or hell. Nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. And then he says this. You will show me the path of what? Life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. God wants us to, 
as we examine our lives and we remember the old path, the old path is a path of life. God wants you to have a life and that more abundantly. He wants us to experience the fullness of his person now. And he wants us to, through that union with Christ, he wants us to experience what true life is all about. And true life is not just houses and cars and relationships and all these other things. But it's being infused with the very nature and life of Christ. That causes you to live a lifestyle that is, that is foreign to people who are in the world. And it causes you to stand out in, as a light in the midst of darkness. He wants us to have a life and that more abundantly. And yes, God blesses us with stuff. And I love it when God blesses us with stuff. But there's something about having life without stuff. And it helps you to have stuff and really appreciate life. The stuff doesn't get you anymore. Can I have an amen? Why? Because I have life. I have life. I have life. And the old paths are what taught me and are helping me to understand that this is what life is all about. A lot of people are depressed and discouraged because they don't have what they want. But they have everything they need. But when we compare ourselves among ourselves and we compare ourselves uh, by ourselves, we're not wise, the scripture says. But when we look at our lives and say, God, I thank you. I I have what I need. I have what I need. It may not be what I want, but it is exactly what I need. And I thank you that, that, I, that I have a life and that more abundantly in you. And then what happens when we learn to live our lives from that position and that, from that principle that has been established concerning the old past, what happens to us, saints, is that when then God does start to bless you with more stuff, the stuff doesn't destroy you. Can I have an amen, y'all? It doesn't destroy you. He says, he says here, and, and it's beautiful. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand pleasures forevermore. Go to Psalm 18. Let's look at Psalm 18. This psalm is beautiful because it is a psalm of David begins to pray to God and declare and just begin to write about God. When God had given him deliverance and freedom from all of his enemies. And in the midst of this, he says in verse 31. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. Mm. That's Some of y'all need that. (laughs) Come on, he gives you hinds feet, the the King James says. Uh Uh-huh, some of y'all getting old and y'all think, I can't move like that. You better get your, you better ask God to give you some hinds feet on your way up out of here. Can I have an amen? Woo, I love this. He says, and set me on my high places. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. 
You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. (laughs) Then he says this, y'all. You enlarged my path under me so my feet did not slip. I love this. We want God to enlarge. We want the old path, but we want the old path to be enlarged underneath us so that our feet don't slip. How many ever went, ever went hiking? And you start hiking, you get to a little cliff spot and you start coming around the corner and it gets narrow and it gets narrow and it gets narrow and it gets narrow and you feel like you're about to die. What, what happens is God, he doesn't want our path to look, he wants to give us, he wants to enlarge our path. He wants to clear it out so it becomes clear. This is the way. We, we don't want it to be, you know, ambiguous. We don't want to be in a situation where we're trying to figure out, God, this is the path. This is the path. It's an old path, but it's a path that has been enlarged so my feet do not slip underneath me. I want a path that is perfectly clear. And this is something that God will do. But we have to stop thinking that the path is just a new path. It's the old path that God is looking for us to revisit. And it is a path that, listen, saints, when you have people that have gone over the path and over the path and have paved the way and have cleared out the brush and cleared out the debris and made it perfectly clean. And then we look at it and say, I don't want to want on that one. It's, it's foolishness when you have the patriarchs of old who showed us how to do it. When you have grandparents that showed you how to do it. And you have fathers and mothers that showed you how to do it. And you have people in the church, old saints in the church that showed you how to do it. And people that have been consistent for years and you just see them and you just see them and they're just consistent and they love God and they fast and they pray and they seek God and they fast and they pray and they study their Bible and they fast and they pray and they can, and you see them and then we turn around and we want to ask somebody that doesn't even know God. Can, can I have an amen for counsel and for wisdom and I need some counseling. And why don't you go to the saints of God that have been through the backside of the desert and have come through on dry ground and have seen God bring them out of so many different situations. That is a professional to me. Somebody that's got some scars and some marks and have been through some things. I can sit down and listen to you all day, baby, when you got a little marks on you. get me fired up right now but we we go to these people that you don't have any scars bro i can't listen to you you're just giving me some head knowledge why i think your problem is you have blah 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 and they don't have any kind of any kind of scars i don't want any head knowledge i need some life imparted to me so i can give me some old path i want some old stuff that will help me and some people that have been tried and true that can speak into my situation. And I praise God for those others. But man, when it, when it gets real dirty, I want some people that I know that, man, this, this, this brother in the church has been so faithful. I can listen to him. This mother in the church, this person, she, she's been on this path for a long time. And she knows where to go and where not to go. 
And what happens is we need people like this. But what happens, the problem that we have is we get around our buddies that just tell us what we want to hear. It's the same thing that Jeroboam and Rehoboam did. And they lost the kingdom, split it up in half because their friends gave them bad counsel. But there's the old men that were sitting there telling them, don't you do that. They said, no, no, we're going to listen to my friend. We're going to make it harder on them. A production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Understanding.